0: And when you think about an external host, I would put these in two buckets, one of which would be a subject matter expert or kind of industry celebrity in your niche. And the other would be kind of professional podcast talent or speaking talent. You're listening to a guide to B2B podcasting. This is an educational podcast series focused on teaching you the best practices in B2B podcasting. If you're an enterprise or B2B company looking to maximize podcasting for your business, then you are in the right place. This episode is brought to you by Content Allies. Content Allies helps B2B companies launch revenue-generating podcasts. From startups to Fortune 500s, we have helped some of the world's leading companies build and run profitable podcasts. Contact us for your free podcast consultation at contentallies.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of A Guide to B2B Podcasting, and today we're going to be talking all about how enterprises can choose and hire a podcast host for their enterprise podcast. So this may seem like a very simple topic, but it's one that we find a lot of enterprises are actually quite confused on or struggle with. There's a lot of misconceptions about what a podcast host is or different ways that a Podcast can be hosted, whether that person should be internal, whether that person should be external, what if that person leaves the company. There's a lot of things to consider when looking at who should host your enterprise podcast. And so in this episode, we're going to dive through how to think about a podcast host for your podcast. To start off, what I want to say is for any B2B company podcast, there is significant risk in having one single host for your podcast. The reasons are simple. People leave companies. And if someone leaves the company then and you've built the entire show around them, then it typically leads to at least a pretty heavy pause and then trying to pick the show back up again at some point in the future. You know, I've seen companies do this, but there is always massive risk. I've seen some really large enterprises where we've come in and to help kind of relaunch shows where they may have done 100 episodes with someone who was very high up on the leadership team, and eventually that person still took another position somewhere else. And when you structure your entire podcast around a single host, a single almost like kind of celebrity talent, there is some serious pros to cons into that, but there's always the risks of that person leaving or that person not being available to do the podcast anymore. So let me break down that single host risk into two things. One would be, you know, a person leaves a company. So again, anytime you, I would say you're dealing with not the founder of the company, you've got risk of that person leaving. And, you know, regardless of how high they could be up in leadership, there's a chance they could leave. So it typically is good to have at least two rotating hosts of a podcast. You don't always have to do this right out of the gate, but it's something that you want to think about and have multiple hosts ready and available to support ongoing. The second risk we've seen a lot as well is when, say, a founder or a CEO does host the podcast. This, again, really great. You don't have to worry about them leaving the company. But the risk here is that the founder or CEO gets too busy to continue doing the podcast. And every founder and CEO will say, oh, but this is exciting. I really want to do this. This sounds awesome. And then life happens. Business happens. We we had a founder who was all about the podcast, didn't want to let anybody else host it. Then he went through a capital raise, had another kid, and suddenly there was just not time for the podcast. Interviews were getting canceled, wasn't looking good. And so, again, this is why you're always going to want to look at figuring out multiple host options for your podcast. And so, I would say two hosts is typically an ideal amount for a podcast. It's going to let you rotate, it's going to let you have someone there on backup and keep someone consistent. So, rotating through two hosts tends to be a good amount, and it also reduces just the amount of bandwidth on any key person. We have one podcast we're producing for Tonkin. It's the Modern Business Operations podcast, and they do a really great job of this, where Brianna handles probably 75% of the interviews. And then they pull in Sagi, who is their founder, and he does about 20%, 25% of the interviews. But you know, Brianna's there if Sagi's too busy in a season, and if Sagi has someone he really wants to interview, he gets involved as well. But that's a great way to look at it is just break it up, split the workload across multiple people. And if you want to get the founder involved, get them involved, have them hosting, but realize they don't have to host every show. Multiple hosts for a business podcast can't recommend this enough. This is going to keep your podcast stable and it's going to prevent the entire project from getting bottlenecked at a single person. The other thing I always like to say about B2B podcasts is I think some people are like, oh, but we need that like one great charismatic host to build audience and With B2B shows, I look at them less about the audience, and it's really about the content. Ultimately, if you're building a great show about business operations, it shouldn't matter drastically who the host is because you're bringing in great experts, great people, and your audience understand and go deeper and level up their skills and operations. And so for B2B shows, I think there is much less of a kind of like host bonding that happens, As you would get in kind of a consumer-focused show or something like where you're listening to Serial by NPR and you've got this dynamic relationship with the host, I just think B2B shows, people go to them for a different reason. It's not to just have this intense bond with the host while that does happen, but it really is to kind of learn great content that is relevant and going to help you focus and build your career or understand your industry or niche more. So Again, that's a big thing I always look at considering is that multiple hosts, I think it's really good just to rotate those around, and I wouldn't worry too much about having that singular host for the, you know, the audience' sake. So when you're looking at who to host your podcast, there is a couple ways to look at this. You can either look internally or you can look externally, and we'll talk a little bit about the pros and cons of both. So... Internally, I think in a lot of cases, if you have a good internal host, someone who can come and speak and be you know, charismatic and be a great host for the show, I think that is phenomenal if you can pull that off at your company. The reason is that typically if you pull an internal host, they're going to have some level of industry knowledge and expertise that is going to help them have a deeper conversations than you can get with hiring an external host. In a lot of cases, we'll, we'll share a few other examples where you can overcome this, but I think an internal host also gives you, ultimately, you're helping boost up the thought leadership and credibility of someone within your organization. And an internal host is also just going to really help make sure that you're aligning to business objectives and missions and really help you just have another ally within the company for the podcast. Now, the one thing to consider with internal hosts is that this does take bandwidth from people. We've had a lot of people step up and say, hey, I want to be a host. And then they've backed out and backed down, or they haven't had time, or they leave the company. Again, these are all kind of risks and challenges you have with being someone as an internal host, scheduling with them. They could be really big. We had one company where it was, hey, this person's really excited to be a host, and then suddenly they got pulled into some initiative, and it was just, hey, I'm not going to be available for the next four months. I'm heads down on this project, and they had to back out. So these are all things to consider with internal hosts that you should be conscious of and some of the reasons that you may want to consider an external host. So let's look now at external hosts. And when you think about an external host, I would put these in two buckets, one of which would be a you know subject matter expert or kind of industry celebrity in your niche. And the other would be kind of professional podcast talent or speaking talent. So let's start with kind of the industry niche experts. And so what we've seen in a lot of ways is that when someone wants to have that industry expertise, they want someone who can dig a little deeper into their podcasts, they'll often go out and look at, okay, who are the existing podcasters or the YouTubers or the public speakers that are already out there professionally speaking in our niche? You might look at who are some of the other top podcasts in the space and can we hire those people to also host our show? Some of the great things about doing this is you're going to get their, A, their expertise, that their deeper understanding of the industry. They're going to be able to go deeper with questions and also share some of their expertise. And you'll likely get some promotion benefits from them as part of it as well. So, you know, that would be, you know, industry expert approach to kind of hiring a host for your podcast. The second kind of bucket of external hosts is what I would call just kind of professional speaking talent. So in a lot of these cases, you know, you're looking at someone who may not be an industry expert, but is a great professional speaker and talent. So for example, I actually host podcasts for several of our customers. I've hosted for Alibaba.com. I've hosted for General Dynamics and Meridian Compensation Partners, and they bring me in and I have no expertise on their field. And what I do is I simply try to research, get a base level of knowledge and understanding, But I come in there more as a facilitator. And so my job with that podcast is not to add my own expertise, to go off the cuff, to share my own stories. Instead, what I'm doing on those podcasts is really just trying to extract and pull great speaking and great knowledge out of the guests. And so the external facilitator approach is really phenomenal when you're looking for a podcast host that can just pull information out of great speakers that you have we've had a lot of companies that will do this approach when say they may have really internal experts in a field they're very techie but they're not exciting and they say hey like our people they know what they're talking about but we don't have anyone that can really host and charismatically lead a podcast and bring that energy and and run interviews like we just don't feel like anyone on our team fits that but if you could interview the people on our team they have a lot of expertise, but they just need someone to guide them on how to, how to structure that, how to share that, how to formulate that into a cohesive interview. And so this is what a good external host and facilitator will do, is typically they'll have a prep call with whoever the guest and the talent is, and they'll kind of brainstorm some questions. The, the talent will kind of do some background research on the guests as well, and uh, typically create a short brief. Um, so we do this a lot um, whenever we hire external talent or whenever I'm doing episodes. We kind of brainstorm some questions, and then we give that to our customer, our client, and we say, hey, here's the questions we're looking at. What feedback do you have? And then really get kind of that buy-in from the internal marketing team. This is a really beneficial approach, I think, for a lot of companies podcasting because it reduces the bandwidth on internal team members. It reduces the bottleneck and the scheduling issues because you're hiring kind of external talent that is being paid and available for this show and it also lets you kind of really guide the conversation and ensure you're going to have a really strong charismatic, you know, well-driven conversation. Because I'll say that there is a different skill from being an expert in a field and knowing how to host an interview or how to guide someone through this. Some of the things that a good podcast host will think about is, you know, what is the order of questions? What should the structure of this interview be? Typically, that involves, okay, let's start with the base level understanding. Let's make sure the audience understands the topic at a high level. Let's define any jargon or key terms that this person's bringing up. And then let's start to build upon that. Let's start to build there and let's start to share use cases and examples. And so those are things that a good podcast host will do is really dive through and think about how to structure and formulate that interview. The other great thing with external talent is, again, it's very easy to hire multiple people. And have them rotate through, and again, it's just very straightforward. They're available. They're there working for you to make this interview what you want it to be, and you don't have to worry about that internal scheduling or conflicts or them being pulled into other initiatives or projects. So looking again at hosts, you're looking at industry, niche kind of experts or celebrity hosts in your niche, or hiring external podcast talent. Now, let's talk about the costs of hiring podcast talent. The big thing to know about hiring podcast talent is that costs can vary drastically, especially based on your industry and niche. Now, if you're going to go hire a facilitator type of professional speaker and talent here to come host your podcasts, I would say that uh, you'd be looking at the range of 500 to 2000 per episode to hire external podcast talent if you want someone really strong there. There's definitely some people out there that will do it lower, but if you want someone experienced who can really run this, I would look in that 500 to 2,000 range, and that would be kind of a good level that you can get a good facilitator and speaker to run your podcast. Now, when we look at niche experts, people that are maybe hosts of podcasts in your industry, this can totally vary. It's just drastic all over the place. I'll say we've had some people that were industry experts that when a a large enterprise, a big name in their space approached them about hosting the podcast, they said, yeah, I don't don't even need money. Like, I'm just excited to associate my name with your brand. So yes, I will gladly host the podcast. So you've had some people that are these industry, almost uh, experts that just want to contribute and really get involved for the name recognition of partnering with a big brand in their space. With that being said, I would say most people do want some level of compensation. I've seen as low as 500 for these, and we've had quotes We got a quote for 10 to 20,000 per episode from, again, very large celebrity. This guy had been on television, industry expert in the niche, but he was a little out of budget for the project. But again, you have to look at when you're looking at industry celebrities or talent, the kind of pros and cons to this. Now, that could have been worthwhile to hire this guy for 10 to 20,000 per episode if you looked at all the promotion, all the benefits of getting him involved, but it is definitely a large initiative. So, I would say we tell most enterprises if you're looking to hire talent, probably pencil in a budget of I would say 1,500 to be safe, up to 2,500 if you want to be able to get great talent, and that's kind of a, a good range to sit in. Some of the things that we've heard from kind of some industry trail, and even when we went up to the two grand rate, you know, we we were able to get higher level talent than we would have otherwise. But a lot of things, times, the interesting thing is that. Some of the best like niche industry experts, the big podcasters, the big celebrities in the space, they don't care that much about the money. We have one customer, we reached out to some two, like one of the biggest podcasters in the niche and he was just, he loved the company that he ended up getting to host for and he was excited for it and he said, hey, like honestly, like I don't, the money, yeah, like you're going to pay me two grand an episode, cool, like I'll take it, I don't really need it, that's not why I'm doing this. I'm doing this just because, you know, it's it's really cool and I like your guys' brand and I want to get involved with what you're doing. But and you'll hear that often where it's like people want the credibility and there's like, I'm not gonna turn down the money. Yeah, I would like to be compensated some for my time, but a lot of times what's interesting is these industry expert hosts, like even two grand might not be a lot of money for them. If they're really like a, a CEO and a founder and a thought leader and a podcaster in the space, like if they're if they're really like at the top of the game. And in, and in a very narrow and you know, large niche, like they're probably very well off. And so it's just really interesting that money is not always the motivator. We have other brands that don't have a stronger brand reputation. And even with money, like people just they don't want to associate with that brand. And uh, that's the thing to realize is it's not all about money, especially when, when hiring the industry celebrities. It is somewhat of someone choosing to identify and associate with your brand. All right, so we've talked a bit about the types of hosts, when to use different types of hosts, the various situations. Now let's dive into what is the process for hiring a host for your podcast. First thing I would say is if you do not have a host lined up internally and you're wanting to go to externally, you need to look at this being a one to two month process to really line up hosts. It's just something that's going to take some time because there's no marketplace to go buy niche podcast talent. You're going to have to research people, you have to reach out to them, you have to set up calls, talk with them, align on expectations, align on compensation, get agreements in place, and then really start to get them actually involved. So it is a process that takes some time. So here's kind of the general flow that we'll typically look at in terms of finding podcast hosts. First, you're going to you know, build your host profile. You know, what are you looking for? Are you looking for maybe a futurist in the technology space? Are you looking for you know, an industry expert in sustainability? Or are you looking for you know, someone who can speak to you know, the sourcing side of e-commerce? What is the host profile that you're specifically looking for? And Again, if you're not getting those internally, then step two becomes to start to research external hosts. And this, again, is something we do a ton at Content Allies, where you start to look around at who could be the potential hosts. Places to look for potential hosts or what other podcasts are already out there. This is probably your best bet to find a host is someone who's got experience podcasting. That will probably work out the best. But you can also look at industry speakers, industry bloggers, and people that are involved in trade associations or anything like that. But you want to put together a list of, I would say, at least 10 to 20 potential hosts just to try to line up two. Because a lot of people aren't going to respond. A lot of people say, no, I don't have time, not interested. And so if you're wanting to line up at least two hosts, I would plan to reach out to at least 10 to 20 to try to line those up. Yeah, Again, you may have a higher hit rate than that, but also in your initial research, when you bring it to the whole team, your internal team will probably cut half of them as well. So I would say normally we present 10 to 20, probably, probably we present closer to 15 to 20 external hosts to our customers and say, hey, these are the options. They'll narrow that down to about 10 to 12. We reach out and we'll end up securing calls with probably three to four. And then out of those three to four, we'll decide on two. That would be a good fit to move forward with. So step three, once you've researched those external hosts, you're going to go ahead and reach out to them and start trying to get their interest, gauge their interest and see if they want to be a part of the show. And once you reach out, it's about scheduling calls with them. So again, we really run this all for all of our customers because it is quite a process to reach out and secure external hosts. At that point, you want to then, you know, A, explain what you're looking for, make sure it's a right fit, see if they want to be involved with this, And then it's a conversation of also understanding, you know, what are their rates? Are they okay with working at the rates that you've budgeted out for hosting? What does their availability look like? How are you going to schedule with them? That's another aspect to figure out with this. And just what is their commitment and getting really clear on what you expect from them as part of this as well. So that's kind of the next step is to really reach out and set up those calls. The next step is you need to sign an agreement with that host. Again, a Content alliance. we handle and facilitate all of that. So we'll basically put together a contract with the host as a contractor. But then we also need to get them to sign an AV release for your company, making sure that the, their, their image and likeness and name can be used in social media and all the episodes because what you don't want is a cease and desist coming from this host years down the line when they say, hey, I don't want that up there anymore associated with my name. You're about to put a bunch of money into this project. Get this host to sign an AV release so that they they can't come back to you and ask to take it down in the future, and just make sure that you've got that permission to use that. And then once you get through all of that, then it's really about starting to get prep calls scheduled, starting to work with them on hosting episodes. The first few episodes, they're always going to need a little bit more hand-holding, a little more guidance. You probably, we always show up for those first interviews as well to make sure that the host is comfortable, familiar with it all, and just really guiding and trying to hand-hold and do a bit of extra due diligence just to make sure that those first interviews go smoothly. But that is the real kind of process of hiring a host. And once you get someone going, once you get through those first couple interviews, it starts to go really smoothly. And if you've got a good relationship with a good host and you've got a great talent in there, a good host can just go such a long way to just really improving the quality of your show and also just keeping it stable and moving. So that is what we've got to cover today. So again, we hit through how to think about hosting, why most companies should consider having two hosts for their podcast. We talked about the different cases for using internal or external hosts. We talked about hiring industry experts or hiring external professional speakers or facilitators. So we went through a lot of different pieces here today. So again, at Content Allies, you know, if you're bringing on an external host, we facilitate. We organize all of that for you. We'll get that together. So yeah, just let us know if you have any questions. We're excited to help you launch and run your podcast. And again, if you're in that situation where you had a host planned for your podcast, they just left the company and you're scared don't worry. We've got you covered. We'll figure out a way to get through this. We'll find a solution to your hosting issue and uh, we'll get you a great podcast host. that's going to create a great show. In fact, we're going to get you two. So that way you've got that stability and you never have to worry about one person leaving again. So thank you guys for listening and we'll see you here on the next episode of a guide to B2B podcasting. Thank you for listening. If you found this episode valuable, please be sure to leave a five-star review. You can see all the resources mentioned in today's episode at b2bpodcastingguide.com. That is B, the number two, B, podcastingguide.com. This episode is brought to you by Content Allies. Content Allies helps B2B companies launch revenue-generating podcasts. From startups to Fortune 500s, we have helped some of the world's leading companies build and run profitable podcasts. Contact us for your free podcast consultation at contentallies.com.